Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am JP. He is Nick. How are you, Nick? I'm good. How are you, man? Doing okay? Our, our age is definitely showing. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you with all your medical problems <laughs> and me with, I, I think we have, uh, you know, WebMD'd it up to the point where I think I may be in the beginning stages of kidney stones today. And uh, I've had them in the past, so I'm thinking that's what's happening. And um, life sucks right about now when it comes to, to lower back. But we are going to push through uh, today on the show, man. We are stoked. We have Singer songwriter country musician he was in the very first season of the voice please welcome to the show mr jared blake how are you man what's up guys how you doing thanks for having me today absolutely so uh, i gotta ask there's a reflection in the sunglasses uh what part of the world is that reflection happening in Oh, that is Tennessee. Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Nashville, yeah. Okay. All right. I was there a couple months ago in July. Um, my first time ever in uh, what I would call legitimate south of the country, right? I mean, that is considered south, right? Yeah. If you if you go any other, any more south, you really just run into uh, Cajuns in Florida. And Florida's not the south. Right. No, I've, the I've been to Florida, Florida plenty of times. East. But man, that humidity there in the middle of July, uh, I think uh, former guest uh, compared it to Barry Corbin, uh, amazing actor on Yellowstone, said it's like sitting in a sponge. And boy, <laughs> wouldn't, he wasn't kidding, man. But so welcome. Yeah, welcome to DadCast uh, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, very first question we like to ask. It is a rite of passage here on the show. Jared Blake, are you a dad? I am a dad. I'm a dad of six. So dad I'm of very six. Dad. Well, you're yeah. you're literally in, in in running in competition with that guy over there, Nick. He has 87 kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like to make fun of him when I say that. He actually it's 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 have, five going six. on six, or is it six no, going on six, seven? Six going on seven. Who? And that's a rarity. You don't meet many many like that. Well, I think Walker Hayes. He's somewhere around that same amount. Um, yeah, you get into with that, but uh, it's not. It's rare. So, what are their yeah. age ranges? The boys, girls, talk to us. Yeah, I got a boy on each end, and they range from sixteen to twenty-two. All right. Wow. So, and four girls yeah. then? Yeah, four girls in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so basically, <laughs> I had uh, I had three girls and one boy when I met my wife, and she had one boy and one girl. Oh. So we've got. Uh, Two 22-year-olds, two 20-year-olds. Uh, no, we have two 22-year-olds, one 21-year-old, a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 16-year-old. My okay. goodness, running the gamut. Okay, so obviously the most important question then we're going to ask up until this point of the show is uh, those girls, when they were teenagers, say 14 to 18, how did you get through? Help us out because we're in the midst. Dude, It's it, it hasn't got any better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you start to realize, I think once they turn, you know, 20, 21, you realize you don't have any control over what's happening. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to lie to you. I used a lot of fear tactics on the boys. Uh, I just didn't back down. I shook hands very, very hard. Um, I left weapons out on the table. <laughs> I didn't hide what I was capable of. Um, but even with the fear of it, it's uh, it still doesn't stop the girl. You know? Right. So like, you yeah. can you can have a little bit of diction over the boy through a fear sense, but um, the, I'll tell you, like my wife's daughter, 
she called my bluff harder than anybody else did. I put my foot down at some point about this one kid. And I was like, you know, you're not going to date him anymore. I don't like the element that he is. I don't like the element that he's bringing around my family. And uh, I said no more. And she was 19 at the time and in college. And that kid literally just registered at another college and moved out overnight. And I was like, I'll be damned. I guess she will be. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was speechless. I just didn't think she had it in her to do it. But she was like, no, nope. I, I remember saying like those words that your parents said to you, not in my house. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was like, all right. And she moved out. Now she's moved back. But <laughs> I think I still probably won in the end. But <laughs> but at the time, yeah, man. So and at 19, they can do that. Um, what yeah. about for like, you know, were you dad? Were they around, six, you know, 15, 17 years old in that range? When they started when, getting that that whole I'm independent and I know more than you uh, type scenario. that Because that's really what I'm getting absolutely. at. The, the gist of it is. Absolutely. Okay. My daughter, so, so, 17, almost 18. Nick, same. Uh-oh. Uh, there you are. Uh, there we're, you in the, we're in the same same boat where it's just, it seems like it's a fight every day over trivial shit. You know, stuff yeah. that is not even important in the long run. Right. But, so my daughter, she's 18. She has her first boyfriend, right? She calls me bawling a couple nights ago. She's like, Jacob broke up with me. And then she proceeds to tell me what happens. And she overshares, like way overshares. Oh, boy. Like, so things went got that, a little hot. proving and, that you're a good dad. Because I guess kids- things got a little hot and heavy. And I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes, Emma. Stop <laughs> right there. And I'm like, so what the hell happened? He, she's like, oh, I said no. And he got mad and broke up with me the next day. I'm like, that little fucker needs his ass kicked. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. Wait, so, yeah. I thought this was the good Mormon kid. This is a good Mormon. Dude, there's no, nothing against the Mormon religion, but those boys are like pimped up and, and you know, <laughs> nothing good's going to come of. Jared, we were not even three weeks ago having a podcast <laughs> and talking about this boy and Emma's life. And, yeah. and Nick, was joking around, putting a scare tactic in him. And he's like, no, it's all good. He's a good kid. He's Mormon. He's respectful. And here we yeah. are three weeks later. And, uh, yeah, I was, wow. I was shocked when she called me. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm like, well, how old is he? He's, she's like, well, he's 17. I'm like, damn, I can't kick his ass. But I do know some, I do know some kids that I'll do it for three bucks. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing though. I mean, like you also remember who you were. Right. You know, you're exactly. like, ah, <laughs> just, you know what they're all thinking. And, uh, and yeah. your kid, oh, no, he's not like that. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yep. is. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, they, that probably hit him around 14, 15, where I didn't know anything. Uh, it hasn't changed okay. yet, even at 21, 22. You know, what's weird about it, though, is like I had a daughter the other day. Um, she's posting something on TikTok. And it was like, I don't know if you saw that meme going around that was like, uh, or the little voiceover thing that was like, oh, you don't know how to do that? Oh, my daddy does. My daddy knows how to do that. You don't know how to do that either? Oh, my daddy does. And she posted this thing with her talking about all the things, like showing different things around the house that was like, that I always knew how to do. And it's a diss on like the boys these days, essentially, of like, they don't know how to take care of me the way daddy does. And um, she posts stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, so you get it. And then like the next conversation, she's like, I just don't think you understand because blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what do you, 
you just posted to the world that your daddy knows everything. Right. And now in a conversation, I'm always wrong still. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, and, and they I don't think that I have all the answers unless I disagree with them. Exactly. <laughs> that, there you go. I mean, that nail on head, it's just, ugh. Whew, it's it's tough, but I I from a lot of the guests that we've spoken with in the past on that exact topic, um, they're supposed to start coming out of that about twenty twenty one. So you should be real close to that. Oh, they're going to come back and love their daddy type scenario here soon. Well, I tell you the the one that I disagree with the most. If that conversation is starting to ease up, so it hasn't been very tense here lately. So maybe you're right. Maybe I so. hope so, man. We're pulling for you because we we're in the thick of it. It is. I know. Wait, we got what, like three, four more years of this shit. God, it's just, <laughs> dude. People have always talked about how hard boys were. Man, my boys were so easy in comparison because I oh, understood yeah. that first of all, right? I understood what was going on in their brain. You know, like what right. was happening. Um, you, I think you understand. No, you, you understand more about you know when you got to force them to man up a little bit more, but with girls, you're just like, I don't know. Am I going to break her? I don't understand what's happening. Like, I'm, are you going to be in therapy for the rest of your life now? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, my new baby is a baby girl. So that I'm, I use. Yeah. I'm screwed for the next 18 years now, 21 years. <laughs> yeah. It's Nick's got a baby girl on the way doing what? Four months now, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I get, so, I get to do this shit all over again. I'm like, so, so I got to ask, was this on purpose, Nick? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So my la- my last two babies, yes, were hundred percent on purpose. Like more than on purpose. If there, yeah. if you open up a book of on purpose and look up the definition, <laughs> you're going to have Nick and his wife. They had to go through IVF, so they right. they really okay. had to work at making this so thing I was, happen. Yeah, yeah, so I was married before, and uh, obviously that didn't work out. I was done. My youngest at the time, but well, he's uh, sixteen now. But at the time, like he was like four, thirteen, fourteen when I got together with my wife and she didn't have any kids and she's like, I really want my own kids. And I'm like, man, I'm fixed. Like that, that ship sailed. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. And uh, so I got unfixed. Yeah. We did the whole IVF thing. We had our son two years ago and then we tried again a year later, had a miscarriage and then this last one took. So we're, this is it though. This is, I'm like, babe, this, the yeah, number, I- I'm 43. My old body can't handle chasing little guys around anymore. <laughs> Dude, I, I that so so I I got fixed after the fourth one, and when I met my wife, even with six kids, then meeting the person that you feel like you actually are going to spend the rest of your life with, that was a you know we joked about it with everyone else, but it was a serious conversation with us for a couple of years of like, do I want to get this reversed? How do we want to go about this? How mm-hmm. much is this cost? Are we really ready for this? And um. You know, so I get that side of it. Uh, it's especially when you feel like that this is your person, you know, yeah. like um, even especially with her not having any. Because like I said, even with us just not having one together, it was mm-hmm. it was still a, a big conversation. Yeah. yeah. For a long time. I can tell you, I mean, it's definitely like probably the coolest thing I did. It's like it was really cool having a baby, being prepared for it, planning it and knowing that you actually <laughs> get dad and not being like, shit. I got to sue Trojan because this shit's not working. <laughs> Dude, so this is something we don't talk about a whole lot, but like, so um, all four of mine were accidents. Mm-hmm. First one was, um, uh, was on the uh, pill. Uh, second one was on condom. So that's likely my fault. Uh, the third one was on the patch and the fourth one was after a vasectomy. Wow. Hmm. 
the fifth one, if Everybody's it ever like, was, would be this? like, you know, we weren't even in the same room together. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Everybody that sees my, my youngest boy, they're like, man, he looks just like him. Like, he's better because I've been paying on him for 16 years. He <laughs> better <look> like <laughs> Let's travel back. You know, that's a good little segue. Uh, so your oldest of your blood, and I hate to even term it like that, but, you know, your your first child is how old? She's 22, 22. and uh, my wife's oldest is 22. Okay, so 23 years ago, give or take a fateful day, uh, you were notified in some form or fashion that you were, in fact, going to become a dad. Can you recall that day and the emotions? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't take it well. I I mean, I was, you know, like 19, and it was, uh, it's not what I was looking for in life. Um, You know, I just moved to Nashville, and was pursuing music and that was not a thought. And I remember I was married at the time, um, but I remember her calling me and telling me, and I, I'm, I'm broke as shit, you know, I'm 19. I live in Nashville and pursuing music, you know, I got nothing. Right. Um, she called me and she was really bad about calling me during writing sessions and um, going, we need to talk when you get home. And I'd be like, don't do that. You know, I'm like trying to write a song here and I'm concerned about what I'm going to get yelled at about when I get home, you know? (laughs) And she, she pulled that crap that day. And I was like, I, what is it? Just tell me now. Don't, don't do this crap to me. Tell me whatever it is that I did wrong. She's like, no, he didn't do anything wrong. We just, we just need to talk and get home. And I was like, no, just tell me whatever it is. And she wouldn't. And I said, (laughs) and the, the timing was impeccable. I said, just tell me what it is. Not like you're pregnant or anything. (laughs) And then awkward silence, right? Silence. (laughs) Right. Uh, I was like, Oh crap. (laughs) I was like, are you pregnant? And she was like, yeah. And now you have to give me a little credit. because I was 19. I'm immature and stupid. And I just remember going, can I call you back in a minute? (laughs) We got a process, man. It's sure. Yeah, and so I'm sitting with my boy there, and I hang up, and all I could think about was my dad wore the same shoes and the same pants, the same look of a human being my entire life, and I was just like, I can't be that. I don't, I don't want to be this because I, I, I couldn't process it, and I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I was with my best friend at the time because um, he just kind of stopped me. He's like, hey, dude, he's like, you're not your dad, first of all. It was like, you don't have to stop living your dream. You don't have to stop chasing dreams. You don't have to turn into this just one person and stay in your lane. You can be different than that. You are different than that. You're going to be one, like one of the coolest dads ever. Right. Um, uh, that, that changed the way that I, I thought about it. And um, I still probably was very questionable about it for the first like month or so. Uh, then it started seeping in, you know, that this is actually happening. And um I remember, you know, everybody starts telling you all these horror stories, which I don't know why they tell you. Like, they prepare you for fatherhood and motherhood, like, in the most negative, horrible way. Oh, just wait. You're not going to ever sleep again. And this and this and that. Just all these negative things, you know. And my wife was super mean. And I felt like that they just, everyone gave her a reason to be mean. You know, like, oh, you're pregnant. It's okay. Like, (laughs) is it? I don't know. (laughs) Right. um, But. I'll tell you this though, when, when that baby came out, that was a completely different thing. That was because the the mother is feeling this motherhood for nine months. I'm not, 
I'm not feeling anything. All I'm feeling is stress and how am I going to take care of this kid? Yeah. Am I good enough to take care of this kid? Do I make enough money to take care of this kid? You know, and, and, you know, the father gets very little sympathy through the whole Facts. pregnancy process. Yeah. You're not yeah. pregnant, you know, um, but it, it's pretty brutal on us. And, um, but I, dude, I just remember holding that kid and there was like no doubt in my mind of like, Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. No matter what I got you, you know? And, uh, uh, I mean, that kid became my, my best friend for probably, you know, the first eight, nine, 10 years of her life before she started getting, you know, her own real friend. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like yeah. he went everywhere with me. I took her to gigs with me. I took her on the road with me. Um, they're everywhere, you know, but that's where I'm at. I'm at the very tail end of that story. My little girl, my youngest is nine years old and I'm going to pause it because <laughs> big Vinny has arrived oh, to the podcast. Just, just this is a dad cast. This is what I've been doing. Hey, perfect timing. <laughs> well, you know, since we, we're in the middle here, let me let me introduce y'all. By the way, everyone watching and listening worldwide, this was planned to be a dual episode with Jared Blake and Mr. Big Vinny, who has joined us. We weren't sure he was gonna, but here he is. Uh, Vinny, welcome to DadCast, man. If I'm, I'm excited. I brought my dad bod. I mean, it's all it's all here. Got, got the guns up, the belly up, all that good stuff. <laughs> Big Vinny, you are, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, known for being on The Biggest Loser, correct? I'm known to be a big loser. Yes. All that's right. What they say. And that's, we love having big losers right here on DadCast. Welcome to the show. Just to reiterate here real quick, DadCast, a couple of dads talking about dad life, the, the beginnings, the middles, the ends, and everything in between in our path and our journey as fathers. Welcome to the show. You've already answered the question, but I'm going to ask you the question that I already asked, Jared. It's a rite of passage. Are you a dad? I am a father of two. I haven't quite got to the level that uh, that Jared's at yet. He's at the level six. I'm at right. the level two right now. Right, so. I'm I'm level three, and Nick is about to level <laughs> up to seven. Yeah. Dang, Nick, bro, it's crazy. Awesome. Hey, I mean, I'd probably have seven if I'd have started a little younger, but I waited until I was in my late thirties to start with my first kid. So. Mm. Yeah, same here, man. He, he meant to say he meant to say having sex. Yeah, you finally found a girl to sleep with you, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it took me a while, but you know, she, finally somebody wanted to uh, wrap around all this man meat here. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, man. So, so hopping back to finish my uh, topic right before you came on, um, Jared. My little girl is nine. She's going to be ten next year, and I'm starting to see little sprinkles of. Her older sister, who we've discussed earlier on in the show, uh, that independence, that that little bit of an attitude that is happening, that the, those little shades of I'm about to get sassy and throw attitude on you. And it scares the life out of me because that is my little girl and my best friend, and I don't want to lose it. But it, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. You never truly lose it, but that little best friend, that little girl that's wrapped around your finger, uh, it, it's – it's fading, man, and it scares me. <laughs> you there? Uh-oh. I'm here. Yeah, oh, I just cool. lost you for a minute. I was trying to get it back. I had your video, Noah. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, it is scary. Now, Vinny talks to me about that kind of subject quite a bit about, you know, just what that's like as that started to change. And uh, I don't know that I can say 
honestly for for you or him because how many kids do you have me personally yeah three i got the two daughters and a one boy three. so i i think that i'm at a little um unfair advantage in that of like after going through six back to back to back to back yeah there was there wasn't that time when the first one started leaving you you still had five and then you still had four and then you still had three so it's uh i think i've been getting used to it for a long time so this last one uh my son cash that's been the only one that's really hurt and we haven't um it's still not over it it didn't happen at 13 it happened recently because it was the moment that he got a car and a job all of a sudden he was gone before he was at my beck and call at my disposal anytime. Right. Um, he was always game for going places and doing things. And, uh, you know, he had no transportation. And so like I was involved in anything he wanted to do, you know, and now it's like, dude, we, Vinny and I just got off the road. We were gone for a week and it's been three weeks since I've seen my kid. Cause he lives with his mom. And like, he, he sends me messages every week. Hey, sorry, I haven't made it over. Sorry, I haven't made it over, you know, but like, it's, it's a weird spot because this is a kid that, you know, I used to see every single day, you know, unless I was on the road. And as soon as I got home from the road, immediately it was always, Hey, come pick me up as soon as you get back, you know? And, uh, so all of a sudden all the nights of him sleeping in my house, that's all changed because he can just kind of come and go when he pleases, yeah. you know? And it's, uh, it's been weird. I, like I said, I haven't gotten very emotional about it. Um, but I think it's probably just because I've kind of had, you know, five training wheels before that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Vinny? I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. I was going to say anything. Oh. Uh, how old are your kids, boys, girls? What do we got? Uh, I have a two-year-old little baby girl. Okay. And she's already sassy. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's uh, she, You saw her in the camera a while ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and then my little boy just turned five um, at the beginning of September. So we are... You know, two and five, we're right in the thick of one of them has to have you and the other one wants to have you all the time. So yep. it's it's constant, you know, it's constant work, but it's the work I love. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. There's parts of the day I'm like, all right, I just need five seconds. Can can you let me use the bathroom on my own? Can no. I please nope. finish this dump? <laughs> you know, can I say that on here? Is that okay on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Shit for uh, this. I, I figured yes. if it's a dad cast, I could say I was taking a dump. But um, <laughs> I'd, I'd be sitting there and my son would come walking in. Hey, dad, dad. Is there a black Superman and a white Superman? And 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 can I get the black Superman outfit and the and can I get the blue one and then the red one too? Uh, and also, is, is Wonder Woman gonna marry Batman or Superman? I'm like, bro, <laughs> these are great questions, and I need to talk to you about them seriously. But can we wait till after I get out of the bathroom? So. Um, but no, they're awesome. I mean, my kids are, are they're my you know they're my best friends. Them them and Jared and my wife's my real best friend, but you know she's she's in the other room taking care of the kids now. So. Um, <laughs> We, uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're, they're my whole world, man. I think I'm glad that I waited till I was a little older to have kids. Cause I think I was a pretty selfish 20 year old. Um, I was chasing the music dream and after it. And I, I mean, I think I would have, I mean, I think it's like a reality check when you do have kids, you're like, wait a second, I got these little things I'm responsible for, you know? And it's not like, uh, I love it when people say to me, Oh, you know, I got a dog. That's like having a kid. I'm like, Oh, is it? I, I, know, like, I didn't realize right? you could leave your I didn't realize you could leave your kid in a crate while you go out to the shopping for eight hours today or go to work for oh, eight hours today. Listen, You're not supposed to do that. Listen, listen buddy, they don't well, like I mean, you. you can. Yeah. Hey, as long as you leave a hamster drip in the crate, oh, they're yeah. fine yeah, for a good. few hours, you guys. I'm just I saying. Leave Liam, I leave Liam with I mean, you know, the little Frenchie. The crate together. Yeah. They're happy. They're good. They got water. I mean, I, 
I potty trained mine the same way, so. <laughs> Rub their nose in Rub it. Their nose in it. <laughs> no, bad. Don't you do that anymore. I got my. Well, I'm doing that now. We just started. We just got the little potty out for my baby girl. We just started teaching her, but um, because she's, you know, most of the time, you know, she sees me or my son go to the bathroom. She's now walking up to the potty and trying to unzip her pants. And I'm like, no, girl. I was like, I was like, hey, wife, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to take this one on. So <laughs> you're gonna have to teach her how to pee. So. Um, we're potty training a puppy and my two-year-old is also potty training. So he thinks it's cool to pee outside with the dog now. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. It's, it's, better. <laughs> it's, it's, we're saving money on diapers and not a lot of cleanup on the bathroom floor anymore. So yeah, listen, my, my wife still catches me pottying outside with a dog. So. <laughs> I did it last night. And he, and he lives in a, in a cul-de-sac neighborhood with uh, neighbors on both sides. Ditto. In the back. Ditto. If my, if my dog wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning to go pee, you can bet I'm going to pee off the back porch too. <laughs> yeah. Same. Hey, the good news is, is I have a big privacy uh, fence in my backyard. Me and Jerry live in the same neighborhood. I have a big privacy fence in my backyard now because I hired this really good looking contractor named Jared Blake to come in and uh, build me a fence. So yeah. I did I not have that. a fence. So people just see me. and on that note gentlemen uh vinny stick around trust me on this you weren't here for the uh the the pre-show rules and whatnot uh that is it for part one with jared blake and big vinny on dadcast please if you're listening worldwide or watching on the youtube make sure you like it up subscribe leave a comment do all that good stuff and of course check out jared blake and Vinny and all their amazing dadness uh we will be back next week from today with part two so uh, we'll see you all then hey everybody welcome back we are in the midst of an episode of dad cast with jared blake and big Vinny. this is part number two uh how you guys doing man boy it's been a long time since we've seen you Golly, I know, man, man. I, I can't believe I actually ended up wearing the exact same outfit. I know. I feel like we need to right. do a work change. And on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> there. Like a switch. There it there is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd like I'd like to touch on uh, your two's relationship. How do you know each other? What I mean, what's the deal with the Big Vinny Jake Blake connection? Jared Blake connection. I'd Jake. Farmer, farmers Jake. only. You don't have to be lonely with farmersonly.com. <laughs> oh, so that, okay. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2022, bro. Don't judge. Um, dad's coming in all shapes and sizes and everything else. No, you know, we, um, we dads both don't even came have here. to be dads anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Let's don't get me started. <laughs> We're moms now. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. No, I, you can't. I, you can't put a name to it. I, we're a they them or some shit. I, I, I yeah. no. I, brought, I don't I brought know. Jared into my life because no. he's really good at fixing stuff. So you know, he's okay. like, you know, how they have have that guy out in Utah has the sister wives. My my wife gets uh, brother husbands. You know, okay. so she knows when something needs to be fixed. She calls Jared. And pretty much when everything else, and he, well, she just calls Jared. In fact, she never yeah, calls well. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we, we moved to Nashville kind of chasing the music dream. Uh, he's from Arkansas. I'm born and raised just south of Nashville, uh, not too far. But we came to Nashville chasing that dream. And I think that people that grind and that hustle and that, that you know, are never going to give up, they end up finding each other and working together. And I think that's really what brought us together. I always admired how, how, how hard this guy worked. Um, how he was willing to put it all on the line. And he, he just never took no for an answer. And 
Uh, I think he saw that same thing in me. And um, we realized that we wanted to do more, that we wanted to have a bigger purpose than just our own egos, which is what we fed for a long time, was uh, how much more famous or popular could we become and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think, you know, it was probably around 20, I want to say 2016, that we did our very first charity tour together. And uh, we had done one show together called Music with a Mission before that. Uh, but 2016, he called me up. He goes, hey, man, what are you doing in December? I was like, nothing. You know, the music industry shuts down. And he goes, cool. He's like, well, you want to go to Florida with me and uh, play a bunch of shows for charity and do Christmas for kids and toys for tots and all this kind of stuff? I was like, man, I ain't got nothing else to do. I just got married like four, 14 days before that. But sure, let's go ahead and go. <laughs> and, uh, Honeymoon's and, and over. And, yeah, and, and the next thing I know, we're out there, man, and, and we were able to go out and play. I think we played 12 shows in 10 days. Um, and the shows were all to raise money and help kids that weren't going to have a Christmas. Uh, they were at everything from bars to casino boats to, um, we played this one park where they had a bunch of cannons <laughs> set up off the, off the shore of Florida there. Um, I don't know if that was the you know, French and Indian war, the Spanish, I don't know what Spanish revolution. I don't know what it was, but, um, they had a bunch of that stuff set up there and we, we went down there and played those shows. And, um, I want to say we, we ended up doing, Gosh, I can't remember how many 30, 40 grand that we was able to sponsor, you know, gives sponsored out to the different charities that week. And we auctioned off guitars and uh, everything else. So it was really cool. We were, we were averaging two or three grand a, a night on those or per show on those 10 days. So, and we did 12 of them in 10 days. So nice. it Amazing was uh, stuff. We, we realized then that it's like, man, we want to keep doing this. We enjoyed that. We enjoyed working together, um, you know, and we've just been best friends ever since then, I think. So. Now, Jared, has, uh, has, has Vinny leaned on you for any advice when it comes to anything dad yet? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I think he talks to me about stuff constantly, but I mean, it's uh, it, it's hard to say in that because I think we lean on each other so much for so many things that it, we just kind of kind of talk to each other about life every day. And uh, you know how it is. If you're a dad, then, uh, then that, that comes up pretty nonstop, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Just All right. call on me, brother, uh. when you need a hand. Oh, um, I thought you were going to finish it. We don't. We need all need somebody to lean on. Hey, listen, I was on The Biggest Loser. He was on The Voice. I don't know why yeah, I'm the one What is singing. happening here? So you need to go work out, and you, you need to back this thing up. Biggest Loser. So, so how much weight did you lose? I lost 211 pounds. me. Yeah, I lost Jared. Jared was basically shit. hanging around my gut for uh, years. I was 211, <laughs> lost 211 pounds, um, really lost more than that. I, when I first started losing weight, I weighed right at 500 pounds. Um, I lost all the way down to 242 at my lowest. And uh, that's when I kind of was like, man, I don't care nothing about being super skinny. And I started focusing on powerlifting and strongman and, right. and, and all that kind of stuff and started training for that. And of course, that's a whole different you know animal. And I was trying to build muscle. And so it was so funny because I'm like, man, I'm just going to keep losing weight. I'm going to be 200 pounds. And I went to the doctor and I got a DEXA scan on me and everything. They're like, yeah, you're, if you lost ever ounce of fat in your body, like literally had zero fat, like not even what you need for your internal organs to run, you would still weigh 221 pounds. They said, so you ain't getting down to under 200 pounds, buddy. And uh, they said, unless you start losing muscle, which I don't suggest. So right. uh, that's when I kind of rearranged what my goals were and started focusing on the strength and the stuff I really loved. And and I think that was a big lesson for me to learn is like my first vision was, okay, I want to get as ripped and lean as possible. 
And when you start learning about different body types and, and how things are done and, and all that, I think for me, it just changed it. Like what makes me happy in fitness? You know, what, what's something I'm going to continue to do for the rest of my life. And really I landed on weightlifting and, and uh, that side of it, you know, as opposed to going and running marathons and stuff like that, just cause I hated it. And I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this if I hate it, you know? So if I can find that thing in fitness that says, Hey man, this is going to keep you healthy. This is going to keep you working out for the rest of your life. Um, as opposed to something you're going to give up on five or six years from now, maybe you last 10 or 15 years, but if you're doing something you hate every single day and that's how you start off your day, uh, I don't suggest it. So that's when I was like, man, I love weightlifting. So I'm going to make sure that at least four or five times a week, I get in a good weightlifting session. I go walking with my wife. That's kind of more my cardio is the walking uh, type of thing. I'll do hit training a couple times a week, but, um, you know, I just wanted to make sure that it was something I was enjoying. Um, if it's going to be part of your life forever, make sure it's something you enjoy. Some people love running marathons. I ain't those people. <laughs> One of I my favorite things to do <laughs> on that, on that topic was, and for you, it's the two-year-old baby girl curls. Those oh, yeah. are, aren't those love the those. best? Oh man. I mean, that's why my shoulders have gotten just massive. Man. <laughs> my, my, just constantly I can't just do them anymore. Them up, pushing them up the air. Last night, I, you know, I, she's nine. I said, come here. And I picked her up like you, you normally do. And I was like, she's super tall. She's weighing too much. I don't think I can do this anymore. It's, Dude, it's Liam's a, a point. solid 50 pounds right now, man. He's a, he's getting to be a bit much and he's only two. <laughs> um, Vinny. I'm going to yes, ask you the same question I asked Jared before you came on. Uh, you said your oldest is five years old. So I'm going to take you back five and a half years, give or take a few months. It was a fateful day, and you were notified somehow that you were, in fact, going to become a father. <laughs> Can you recall that day and the emotions that went through your head? I remember it uh, pristinely. So I had gotten divorced about a year and a half before that from the girl that I got engaged to on Biggest Loser. And I was like, man, I will never get married again. I'm never doing that. I ain't an idiot. And it probably wasn't about four months afterwards when I went on my first date um, and with my now wife. And uh, literally, I would have married her the night that I met her. I'm like, dude, this girl is awesome. She's like, she was a, she was into bodybuilding. She was had been a pro at that. She had world third degree world champion black belt in Taekwondo. She was a little bit prettier than me, which is hard to be because I'm pretty. You know, but uh, we ended up just becoming best friends and, and you know, kind of she had been through a similar situation where she had a massive transformation in her life. And um, she went from being a dude to being a, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Well, impressive. Like, no, hey, she, we don't. We, you know, we, we've already covered it. Building, and I think we don't that kind of led, uh, you know, led. I just want to include everybody in our story. <laughs> but um, no, you know, we had we had gotten married and the doctor had told us had told her because she had PCOS that she wasn't going to be able to have kids. Um, and so we were kind of at that point where we're like, you know what, we're just gonna, you know, have fun, do whatever we want to do. We'll get an RV and go travel the world whenever we, whenever I ain't playing shows. And she's also a phenomenal musician. And so I came home one day and, uh, this was right after our Christmas tour. And, uh, I walk into my kitchen and I see this cake sitting there and says, you plus me equals three. And it has a pregnancy test. Now, my brother and his wife had been trying to get pregnant, and I was under the impression that we couldn't get pregnant. So I literally look at my wife. I'm like, babe, did you see this cake? My brother and his wife, my brother and Anna are uh, going to have a baby. <laughs> I was so pumped up, you know, from my brother. Right. And she's like, that's our cake, you idiot. And I was like, what? She's like, we're going to have a baby. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I freaked out. 
And of course, she was like, we can't tell anybody yet. We got to go get the official test done and all this other stuff. Of course, I'm like, mom, guess what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. But we, we kept it in. We didn't tell anybody. And uh, it was really cool. We told her family the same night. And what we did was we got a, a, a bunch of buns and we put them in the oven. And we had a thing of Prego uh, uh, marinara sauce. And we called her brother who loves pizza. It's like, dude, we're making this homemade pizza. And we got this Prego sauce. And we got these buns in the oven. And, uh, we, you know, we got a Good bun man, in the oven. You. And he literally goes, Prego is the worst sauce that you could use. I'm like, well, listen, I love Prego, first off. And us, and she goes, it's Prego because we're Prego. And he immediately started crying. Oh, and, uh, and then her mom, of course, was there and everything started crying. Everybody started crying. So it was it was a, a cool moment. And then uh, on my side of the family, we waited until the we ended up having our Christmas party. Um, it was almost February when we got to finally get together with my family. And I had my sister open up a tin that looked like it was full of cookies or whatever. And she opened it up and had a pregnancy test. Well, my brother, he's on number seven as well. He's got, he's got seven of them, um, seven kids. And <laughs> my sister opens it up and looks at it. And she goes, are you kidding me? Are you an idiot? And she looks right over at my brother Shane and says, are you an idiot? You already got seven kids. I can't and he goes, them. I don't know what you're looking at me for. This ain't me. This is for Big Vinny. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. He goes, well, I guess we know which one's your favorite. So, But I was like, well, I said, I ain't got nothing to do with being a favorite. I said, I think she was just saying, if you already got seven, maybe you need to just chill back a little bit. Unless you're, I mean, we did grow up in an Amish community. So, you know, we, we weren't <laughs> Amish, but they were always growing more workers. So. It's impressive. That's a great story. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention the fact that uh, Brian Hopkins has hopped Dude, in on I this episode. I had no idea <laughs> that Brian would on? be joining us today. It doesn't surprise me at all, though. Uh, Brian, welcome in, man. What's going on? How you doing? And we're good. good. I love how you guys oh, figured out. Now we can zoom in from the studio at Sticky Paws, man. This is excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. Sticky Paws was. <laughs> Brian, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm I, I got a text from Nick and Nick was like, Hey, what are you doing right now? And I said, I'm at Sticky Paw Studios at the moment. And he said, Can you jump on? I think uh you got some friends on here. And I think I I saw Big Vinny. <laughs> what's up, brother? Good what's up, buddy? You, How you doing? Good to see you. Hey, Jared's here too, man. Too. No way. Do you not Where's see Jared? Jared? Hey, I don't hey. see I don't see Jared. How, how do I not see Jared? I, mean, I see you. I see What's you, up? Oh, there, there he is. is. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Yeah. Thank All you, right, George. man. There's a bunch of brothers here. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Jared and Vinny, um, Brian actually alluded to this a few episodes back. You know, he, he likes to interfere with almost every one of our episodes we do. All of them. So, uh, um, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Uh, we're just we're training that, him to take over just in case one of us dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's a brotherhood, you know, yeah. with 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 us and you run on Dadcast. So whether you like it or not, you guys we're brothers now. So oh yeah, thanks. So I got you. If you ever need a babysitter, I'm in. I hope you know how to fix stuff because that's I, what I I'm use my brother has to do. I fix stuff. Yes, yes, Vinny. I I am very capable. Uh, yeah, now, where are you? Lo- where are y'all located at? Oregon. You're in Oregon. Yep. All, and I, I'm I, in I guess you're still in. You're in California. Nick and Brian, you're still in Vegas, right? I'm in Vegas right now. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick and I I'm are both in, in Oregon, pretty much the same town, for lack of a better yeah. way to put it. And cool. uh, yeah, Brian in Vegas. Um, 
Nick, have you put together a fast five for these guys today? I did not, dude. I was, I'm sorry. I've been down. It's all, all right. Week. It's okay. They're the same five questions anyway. I so can ask the same five questions. I mean, you never change them up. So you might as well just do it. So hey, guys, I, like to, I like to sound like I do something other than fucking well, sit around. You do. You do the fast five. And they're occasionally, I think there's uh, sort of like seven questions and he mixes if, them up. All right. If you, if you may, before you get to that real quick, because I know that's the end of the show. Nope. I want to shout. We're getting I there, sh- but. Okay. Well, I want to shout out to, uh, to Jared, Jared, big ass family. And mm-hmm. that guy has a big ass heart and, um, he's a great dad. I do remember, uh, when you were on the voice and you got your family forever tattoo live, uh, you had to get it cleared with NBC and everything. And, and, you know, we were sitting you, there you go, family, you flip it. It says forever. That was a Mark Palmer. That's Amber where Graham. that picture came from. Yeah. That and, and That's you, amazing. Do you know that Jared and I became friends, uh, by a pool sitting, but we, I was, he was at the pool. I was at the pool. We were not supposed to be mingling and whatnot. Um, I wasn't on the show. My, my roommate was on the show, the voice and, um, Jared, I walked past Jared. He goes, Hey, what's your name? <laughs> and next thing you know, we're talking <laughs> And I literally gave him the shirt off my back to wear on TV. He ended up wearing red chapter. That's where it came from. Uh, I think I loaned you my, my chains, my belt buckle, uh, <laughs> one of my shirts. Dude, we became there was, there was family. So, so what yeah. you're saying is Brian was off to the side naked. And Jared <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you know, no they took Jared on the show. Exactly. Blake Shelton's like, <laughs> the, fuck this guy. <laughs> the uh, the funny story on that too is like, so so Brian comes out there and I we meet and he tells me he has uh, you know this clothing company and uh, he's like, let me get you a couple shirts and he brings them to me. And I was like, these are cool. And he's like, do you think you would wear one of those on the show? And I was like, nope, but I would wear that when you're wearing. <laughs> yep. like, Done. And he just took it off right there. And he was like, I did I have it cleaned at the hotel and you can have it for the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wore that on the battle rounds. And so like they were trying to, they were, they were trying to dress me down on the show because they said that I came in looking too professional. So they wouldn't give me the same stuff that they were giving everybody else. Right. And so I called Brian. I was like, dude, man, this is crap. You're trying to put me in this and do this and this, this. So he literally just like picked a bunch of stuff out of his closet and came back over. <laughs> and I was like, heck yeah. And so I just showed up that way. But no, it was, like, I, it was out of my closet. But when I get there, you're like, I, I want to wear th- I, what I had on again. <laughs> can I wear that belt buckle? Can I, can I wear those chains? You, I have one bandana. You have two. Can I have those? And I was like, shit, I'm undressing again. But, but what's crazy is like, we get on the, I come out there to do the show and they were like, Hey, is this what you were approved in? I was like, yeah. And what worked out so flawless about it for me was like, I didn't realize that they had to like, like, graduate you up like they did improve you every show and so because i came out there like that and brian stuff then they immediately office on the next go around they're like well um i guess we got to get you some more jewelry and stuff (laughs) i had them order me like around 20 grand worth of silver and buckles and all sorts of crap and then i just wore it and i I wore it home and um (laughs) 
Well, on Biggest Loser, I have about uh, 14 6XL shirts that <laughs> we can make a blanket out of now. There we like go. XXL. <laughs> wow. That's big. That's crazy. That's yeah, big. What, are you, what, are you, what are you rocking these days, Vinny? A 3XL? Got them 2XLTs. Maybe that one covers over my, my dad gut. <laughs> there we go. Hey, this dude, he moves on stage, too. Vinny? He's I, love, a, I do. I love breaking loves down. breaking dancing, it down and dancing. Yep. I, I see enough room behind you. Maybe you could show us something. He he does a snake even. It's crazy. Oh, oh, he's break Sorry. dancing. There she is. Can you, Can you say hi? Can you wave? Hello no, there. <laughs> nope. She's not having any part of it. You want to say hi? No. Okay. <laughs> now she's like, mad. Peace out. All right, she's so like, she's like, I'm out of here. One of the, on the TV and one, of the, one of the questions Nick likes to ask on uh, the Fast Five segment. Um, I'm going to start with you, Vinny. Um, Nick, I'm asking it if that's all right with you. Sure. All right. Go for it. You can have a billboard with anything <laughs> on it. What's it going to be? Gosh. Man, if I can get Brian Hopkins naked wearing nothing but a red chapter <laughs> shirt and butt buckles and the voice. Um, where's this billboard located? Paint me like your French girls. Uh, oh, I think if I could have anything. I mean, I think for me right now uh, on, on that billboard, I think that something that's come most important to us is just uh, our charity live to be. And uh, just letting people know more about what we're doing. We're trying to go around to the schools and speak with people and uh, with these kids and just let them know like, Hey, you don't have to be a victim of your own circumstance. So um, as we're trying to grow that, I think that's the most important thing right now for me is as much as I'd love to say, I would put my music on there and all this other stuff. I think the most important thing would for me to put on there would just be, um, you know, just to let people know about our charity so that, you know, they can understand what we're trying to be out there doing is, you know, we don't, we don't try to go in and tell people what to do. We just try to let them know about how their choices can impact their circumstances in life. So I think that would be the thing I'd put on that billboard. And I stole that because Jerry can't put it on there now. Bam. <laughs> and where is, how do uh, people listening and watching this episode get more information on that? You can go to live, L-I-V-E-T-O-B, live to B.org. And you can kind of see some of what we've done, some of the comments that kids have made. And man, we, we go in these schools and we speak and we never charge a school anything. It's all paid for by sponsors and donors and things like that. But, um, we go in and speak and I can't tell you how many times, almost every single time that we speak at a school, somebody sends us a message and says, Hey man, I was at the end of my rope today and I was contemplating suicide. I mean, these kids are, you know, freshmen to, to seniors in high school, even, even into grade school. And um, hearing y'all talk lets me realize that this is just a short season in my life and that things change on a dime, you know, when you get into the real world and even, even while you're in school and, um, uh, I think, you know, those moments for me, it just really hits my heart because I'm like, I wish that there would have been that person coming around to our school and talking whenever I was a kid, just to let me know, like, hey, man, everything's going to be OK. And whatever your life is right now, that doesn't have to define what the next 30 or 40 years is or, hundred. you know, as you live to be 100 in your next 80 years. But yeah. this little short, you know, uh, five year old to 18 year old time period doesn't have to define who you are forever. Um, so regardless if you're a popular kid in school or an unpopular kid, if you were born into money or you were born into poverty or you have a bad home life or a good home life, um, you know, because for some people, they start off great and they mess it up themselves. For some people, they start off really bad and, and they have to figure out how to dig their way out. And that's why I think mine and Jerry's, mine and Jerry's stories both impact so well is because 
he kind of got into a place where he was at because of his own doings. I was born into a really bad place and, and had to fight my way out of it. But he had to build back after he lost everything. And I said, I think teaching those kids that it's not over, you know, it's not over as long as you're waking up and you're on the green side today and you get another chance at life. And God's saying, hey, man, you still got a chance to change. You still got a chance to be better. And I don't care what your circumstance is, what you were born into, what you're dealing with. If you have a sound mind and, 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 and even if you don't have a sound body, but if you got a sound mind, you can still make something of yourself and change your life. And, and that's what I want to teach these kids is that, you know, there's a million excuses why you can't do it, but you just got to find the one reason why you can't. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well awesome. done. That's going to be a big yeah. ass billboard, man. Those are a lot of words, but you know, <laughs> I just gonna put live to be.org. Check <laughs> <it>. you <know. laughs> All right, Jerry, Absolutely. what's your favorite meal to cook for your kids when you were young, when they were young, Wait a minute, who's doing the fast uh, same thing. Same thing it always is, man. You lost the job, bro. I'm a I'm big on the green egg, man. It's a, it's a five time a week sort of thing for me. So uh, I've spoiled my kids completely when it comes to steaks, and that's another one of those uh, you know, uh, father daughter things you're talking about. You know, yeah. they start dating and all those sort of things. One of my proud moments. Um, my girl calls me after this date, and she goes, um, she goes, uh, yeah. She's like, so my. This guy that I was dating, he took me out to this really expensive steak restaurant. And, uh, you know, halfway through the meal, he's like, so how's your steak? And she was like, hey, it's okay. And uh, he was like, what do you mean? It's a $70 steak. And she was like, yeah, my my dad does better. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. And so, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a grilling fanatic. And so uh, it's, a, it's a lot of mad, a lot of steak in my house. And, uh, All right. Kids know it. And, uh, it's still the, the main request. I mean, we're so. He's big. really good with meat. I'm I'm great with some meat. That's we're so big into it. That's even Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, it's prime rib, man. Yeah, buddy. There's uh, that's Jared's billboard. Nobody beats his meat. No better better than me. Hey, listen. I'm coming over for Christmas now that I know there's prime rib. <laughs> I can walk to Jared's house. I do no it every one. morning. I'm in my morning. I, I train a, a guy in the morning. Every time we walk down to Jared's house, we pull up all of his windshield wipers and flip them over. And stuff, so. hey, no one, no one ever tells you this, but they actually put the prime rib on sale at Thanksgiving and Christmas and jack the prices of turkey and ham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They always go on it's, sale. No, I'm going to pitch that one to my mother-in-law because I hate turkey and I hate ham. There been, you go. I've been trying for eight years to have freaking tacos for Thanksgiving and they keep getting <laughs> shot down. I did it for trying Christmas. Trying to find some kind of meat I don't like. You guys, hey. the last Christmas I ever had with my mom, she passed away mm. this year. Uh, the last Thanksgiving, she wasn't capable of, you know, doing anything. And But the Christmas before or uh, Thanksgiving before, uh, she was still, you know, not health wasn't good, so we all pitched into uh, you know we're gonna do all the food. We're just you sit, you chill, you do no work, and I convinced the whole family, and I made my fish tacos for thanks friggin' giving fish tacos. Like anyway, it. sorry, I'm proud of you. Okay, yes, I got one, Vinny. Yeah, before leaving, what's one thing you can't leave the house without? Uh, my car keys. You didn't That's set it. it up though, Nick. You didn't. I know. Set it I, up. I suck. I suck at the setup. Damn it. <laughs> All right, let's let JP set it up. All right, we're going to back that up. Okay, so uh, this is a question that I don't ask of every guest. A little backstory. I I work in radio. Um, I've been working radio for 20 years. I've interviewed countless musicians over the years, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I always like to ask that question. And one 
particular guy answered that question better than I've ever heard it. And it took a good 15, 16 years before anyone came close to matching that answer. And then we got like three in a row recently, a few months ago, where it was along the same lines. But the question was, what is one thing you cannot leave the house without? Uh, Vinny, you just said your car keys. George Thorogood answered that question without skipping a beat. Let's ask Jared first. Okay, yes. What's one thing you can't leave the house without? Jared that that I can't live that leave the house yeah without? what's one thing you can't leave the house without not that I don't want to that I can't correct me <laughs> okay all right fair enough <laughs> George Thorogood's answer ready for this without skipping a beat kissing my wife dang right? I don't know why if I said that <laughs> <laughs> ain't wow. that a given though I mean I can't I got, live without if I leave without giving my kids a hug, they'll run to the door screaming, going, hug, hug. So they, I guess yeah. I can't leave the house without them kissing me. Fair enough. All right. All right. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy that it took that long to get that answer. It's crazy that it doesn't, I mean, because it, it's definitely the thing that I do before I leave every single time. But so many other shallow things enter your mind. Before right. right. And it's just the way the question is also set up is it, it, our minds go to, you know, something physical, your phone, your keys, whatever. Absolutely. And uh, the fact that George just like, it, I mean, he didn't even think about it. It was just boom. It's almost as if he rehearsed like it. it. Hey, and that's an honest like, answer. I was like, wow, that's great. To hey, me, I, was, I was going to the comedic answer, which is, well, I can't leave without my keys. I'll still be sitting on the front porch. Well, yes, you know? <laughs> right. In, in fairness, ask me that in 20 years. He's got a few years on me. So maybe good is old as hell. Yeah, so and, and again, you guys, just because you answered it that way, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong or anything. I just, I thought that that answer was so profound. And from oh, that I realize point now forward, that I need to marry my truck and divorce my wife. So that's what you <laughs> taught me on this dad cast. <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You had something there. You still got it? No, it's all right. Fair enough. All right, it. gentlemen, we are getting real close to the end of our time here. Um, Nick, do you have anything else? No. Okay, then I'm going to leave with each of you um, the most important question I like to ask on DadCast, and I'm really curious to hear your answers. Um, we'll start with you, Jared. Um, you're going to get the same question, Vinny, so you can think about it. Um, Jared, what is one piece of advice that you could impart on any new or going to be dad? It's not worth the argument. It's um, everything that my children have taken away from me uh, in a good way um, was never argued. If the argument starts, you've already lost. Just go ahead and stop. Um, try to find another way into that because once you're arguing, remember you're arguing with a kid. Yeah. Like that's, your, that's on you. That's your fault automatically. You are arguing with a child. You know, um, when, I, when I look at my kids, they've learned a lot from me, and, and so much of it, they'll never know that they actually did it, maybe until their parents or whatever, but it was always just during the conversation, and uh, that's the biggest thing that I've learned being a parent is that once I get to that spot where anyone seems agitated in any way, I'm done speaking now. It's time just to eat the steak. Yeah, you go. Now, um, I'm going to leave you with this one, too. So that last question, I know you felt a little 
Ooh, I couldn't answer it as well. Well, let me tell you something. I asked that question of every single guest that I just asked you. No one has answered it like that. And I am going to say that that is probably one of the top five most profound answers to that question I've ever heard. It's so deep, correct, and simple and thought-provoking. I mean, I literally put myself in a business. Like, yeah, I, I argue with my kids all the time. Why am I arguing with a child? It, it, right, it, absolutely. And you don't even, but, you know, well done. You made up for it. Great answer. Love it. Vinny, what I'm is here. one piece of advice well, I mean, that you could impart on a new dad? I'm still relatively a new dad myself. Right. That's and, why I'm looking forward to this and I answer. Literally, Jared, Jared has literally given me that advice in the car, uh, in the van when we were on our, on our road trips before. So he ain't lying when he says that. That's something he's actually told me. Um, I think for me, the the first thing that I'm learning is that it's okay to say no to other people. It's okay to not fill your schedule all the time with obligations to other people. Because I'm, I'm a goer, I'm a doer. And you can ask Jared, if you say, hey, Vinny, this is what I need you to do. About 45 minutes later, I'm calling you like, okay, I got this, this, and this going, you know. Right. And um, I think one thing I've had to learn and, and, and you know, really put into place is that it's okay to take time with your family. It's okay to tell other people no. Uh, I'm a socialite. I'm a social butterfly. So it's like, I want to say yes to every opportunity. I want to say yes to every single person. Uh, but having kids is definitely, you know, it's worth slowing down and saying, hey, it ain't worth leaving the house. It ain't worth going to on this road trip. Even, you know, the money, depending on no matter what the money is, you know, if it's something you're going to miss a special occasion or this or that, just it's it's OK to say no uh, and set some boundaries with with people. So. All right. Love that answer. Oh, nice. All right. Well, gentlemen, man, an hour and 15 minutes just flew on by Um, on behalf of myself and Nick Martin and our man, Brian Hopkins of Heroes Journey Podcast and the band Elvis Monroe currently live at Sticky Paws Studios in Las Vegas. Was that an and and saved by the bell yeah (laughs) i know you know brian that's a fun fact i haven't used the former teen heartthrob moniker in in months thanks for bringing that back Vinny. i almost forgot like every time we have brian on we need to have one of the only times i mean i get jealous of you for how handsome you are but just the fact that you got to be close to kelly kapowski she was on his fucking lap. Yeah, dude. I know. I'm really upset about it. I've, I've got to talk to her once on the phone, but that's it. So. You did. You did. You got to talk to her on the phone? One time I was rapping with, you, know, you remember the band Lanier? Yeah. Um, uh, so Charlie Panaccio, Charlie P, you know Charlie. Okay. Um, I was talking, we were talking about who we were had crushes on when we were young and stuff. And and uh, I said her and he's like, oh, okay. About five minutes later, he calls her up, and she or she calls him back. I didn't know he texted her or something. She called, and, and he put her own speaker. And I got to the, like, he's like, "You got to tell her." But now she is married. And stuff I was like, "Oh man!" Uh, but, yeah. So I got to I got to basically tell Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany, and Bertheson. I know her real name. Yeah. Uh, that that when I was a kid, that I would have basically done anything to just get to have a lock of her hair and sort in a little vase. I'm just kidding. That's, no, that's, dude, uh, she. <laughs> that the week that I shot that, we were friends, and um, we went to a movie and dinner that Friday night after we shot that week. I got to work all week on it on the show, and then um, uh, she's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, uh, nothing. It's Friday night. She goes, let's go to a movie. Let's go have dinner go to a movie. I'm like, yeah, I'd be kidding me. And she goes, mom, I'm going to, I'm going out with Brian. She goes, Brian who? And her mom was there on set. And she goes, uh, no, I'm coming. 
So her mom was sitting at another table while we were eating. <laughs> she was sitting in the movie theater behind us. Uh, no joke. And um, sounds like an awesome mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> it was. I was dressed exactly the same as I am now. <laughs> you haven't aged today since then, bro. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. But, oh, thank uh, you, man. Vampire or something. I love there. you. I'm so glad it's I got so asked to be on this today. I love you, man. It's some sort of deal. He I don't know, man. It's him and Mario Lopez. Those guys never aged at all. It's crazy. <laughs> I Jared, yeah, I did work it out with the devil, I think. I, 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 I say I'm a vampire. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I don't know. This is, it's been a lot of fun and thanks for doing this with the boys. Um, Nick and JP, I, I love these guys. So to have my friends be a part of the show and share your story is huge. Um, both you guys, you're out there, you're making a difference. And to hear you then talk about what you're, what you guys are doing. I talk to Jared all the time. We will talk at one o'clock in the morning. He'll be driving somewhere and I get a call and we lift each other up. It's yeah. kind of have our Tony Robbins moments uh, together. <laughs> you know, it's like a mirror of, of each other. That's why we connected. And that's why when I met you, it was, oh, you're friends with, with Jared? Boom, we're friends, instant friends, yeah. because I saw how close you guys, you yeah. guys are. Um, so it, this was really cool that you guys both did the show with the boys and, and uh, talk about things other than just music that we're chasing and, and the thing that we love and that makes us different than, than most, you know? So yeah. thank you for doing that. Great stuff. And thank you, Brian. Absolutely. As always. Uh, he is, Oh, he's big Vinny. He's big Vinny. And, and, and he, hold on. If I just look real quick, do you really spell your name? V E N Vincent. My brother's name's Vincent as well. Is that how you spell yeah. it? It is. My mom was on Demerol. Is it, is it, <laughs> is it pronounced Vincent or Vincent? Uh, I would just say Vincent, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if my mom really knew how to spell it. I think she just kind of went with what she, you know, Perry County back, back. Fair Perry enough. County kind of spelling. Uh, gotcha. Wait, Vincent, is he V-E, your brother's V-E? No, he's V-I. Okay. I've never met another V-E. Yeah, me looked. neither. And I, I saw that when I was sending you out the emails. I'm like, that's strange. But, you know, whatever. My full name is no joke. Vincent Van Zandt Hickerson after Ronnie Van Zandt. <laughs> nice. And if it was up, if it was up to my dad, my name would have been Leonard Skinner Hickerson. So thank God my mom came out of Denver all long enough to not let that happen. <laughs> that is amazing. I love Leonard Skinner, but, you know, I don't want to be Leonard. Vincent, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. He is Jared Blake, former musician on The Voice, season one, but more importantly, singer, songwriter, producer, amazing dad, just like Vinny. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. So much appreciated. Absolutely. We appreciate it. What Thanks I, for having us, brother. What are we looking at there, Vinny? It's the other piece of advice I wanted to give you all. These are called monkey locks. Okay. They go in your door, and you can put them up high, so when you click them in, that makes it where you just push that button and it opens the door. But if you need to keep your kids out of the bathroom while you're using it, you just click the door and they can't get it open. So I think that Vinny's working. Locks. I think they Vinny's working. They need to be sponsoring right your show. Right? Monkey locks. It is. I need some. Monkey locks. There you go, Nick. I'm past the age where I need those, but Nick's definitely <laughs> in. Thank you guys yeah. to everyone listening to the show. Thank you so much for your support. As always, so much love to you. We appreciate you. Without you, we wouldn't be us. And if you're watching on the YouTube, of course, subscribe. Smash the buttons. Like, dislike, whatever. Do both. Comment, subscribe, and we'll catch you on the very next episode. Have a great rest of your day. See you.